If you would, go ahead and uh, real quickly just open up your Bibles to Acts chapter 3. And I am going to share a quick message. I have an introduction that will take just a few minutes, and then I have three quick points to make. But I felt in my heart this week as I was preparing that God wanted to do some things today. But we needed to be ready to receive what God wants to do in our lives. So I'm going to talk for a few minutes about being ready to receive. You know, in life, we all go through difficult seasons, sometimes dry seasons, where it seems like there's no rain, no nourishment, no moisture. And sometimes in life, we even reach the point, even as believers, where we say, where's God? Where's God in all of this? God, I, I can't find you. But sometimes in those seasons, it's really easy to become distracted, to lose our focus and get our attention off of God and get distracted by everything that's going on around us. This is a picture of what was happening in Acts chapter 3 that we're going to read this morning, beginning in verse number 1, where right after the day of Pentecost, as the church begins to grow... Peter and John are going into the temple to pray about three in the afternoon. And here's what it says, Acts 3, verse 1. Now, Peter and John went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour. Notice this, a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they laid daily, every day, at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful. And there he would ask alms from those who entered the temple. Who seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked for alms. Now, if, if you would, first of all, before we read the rest of the story, I want you to stop and think about this. Just imagine the life of a beggar in those days. Or the life of a beggar today. In our country, south of the border from here, in the different parts of the world where I've been, it's not uncommon to see people laying in the streets with signs begging or with a cup just begging as you, as you walk by. And what they will do, they'll, they'll sit there knowing that most people are not going to respond to them. So as you pass by, they're just begging, say, please, can you help me? Can you help me? And their attention is going from person to person to person. Can you help me? Can you help me? Can you help me? That's the picture of this man's life. Lame from his mother's womb, he could not walk. And every day they laid him there by the gate knowing that religious people would walk by and every now and then someone would give him a little something to help sustain his life. This man was simply looking for enough money to purchase another meal. And here's how he lived his life. Help me, help me. Help me, crying out to anyone and any, everyone who would listen. Can you please help me? You see, he didn't really have focus on any individual. He was just begging for help from any source possible. He was accustomed to begging, but he wasn't really ready to receive what he needed. Then look at verse 4. Peter and James come by and fixing his eyes on him with John... Peter said, look at us. Look at us. Now, you've got to see the picture. People are walking by. Can you help me? Give me alms. Give me money. Buy a meal. Can you help me? Can you help me? And all of a sudden, Peter and John stop, and he's still crying out. Can you help me? Can you help me? And Peter looks at him and says, here, look at us. 
I'm very much aware that there are people in this house today who've got needs. And maybe you've been carrying that need for a while. Maybe it seems like you came from the womb carrying problems and needs. But yet we get so busy looking in so many directions that we don't always stop to focus our attention and our faith on God and expect him to get involved in our situations. So it's kind of like spinning the wheel and hoping our lucky number comes up so we receive something from God. And we're begging here and we're begging there and we're looking in all directions. Peter says, look at us. I want to encourage you today, no matter what's going on in your life, for a few moments today, stop, focus your attention on Jesus. Verse number five says this. So he gave them, notice these words, his attention, expecting to receive something from them. All of a sudden, this guy stops and he looks into Peter's face. He stops speaking to everybody else who's passing by because he knows he has someone who's interested in his situation. So he fixes his eyes on Peter and John and he gives them his attention, his focus. He focuses on them because they have the ability to help him. The second word is they have this, he has this expectation. Suddenly he's expecting. These guys are talking to me. They've asked me to look at them. I expect that they want to extend something to me. But then the third word in this verse that I want you to notice is the word receive. He's expecting to receive something from them. I've preached this on many occasions. I, I refer to it now and then, but I want you to hear this today. In the original writings, most of the time when you see the word receive, it doesn't mean to do this and let something fall on your head. It means get ready to take what's being extended to you. See, all of a sudden when Peter and John say, look at us, he turns, he focuses on them, and he realizes there could be something good coming, so he prepares to receive what they're going to extend to him. It wouldn't surprise me if that beggar that day turned and just put his hands out and said, let me have it. Let me have it. I'm ready to receive. Look at verse 6. And Peter said, silver and gold I do not have, but what I have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And Peter took him by the right hand and lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. I mean, can you imagine all of a sudden there's snap, crackle, and pop as things begin to move, and those legs and ankles and feet that have been lame, suddenly they receive strength, and everything falls back into order. And he rises up, and it goes on to say he runs all over town declaring the miracle he's just received from God. What an amazing moment. But I come back to the story for this purpose. This lame man was looking for a meal, but God wanted to give him a miracle. See, sometimes we're looking for a meal, and God says, I have something better for you. Stop looking in all directions and fix your eyes on me because I want to go to the root of the problem, and I want to meet this need once and for all. That's the nature. That's the heart of the God that we serve. You see, this man... Wanted to receive, but he didn't realize the great miracle. He wanted a meal, but God had a miracle. But Peter and John needed to get him ready to receive from God.
You know, this is football season. I don't watch a lot of football. My wife thinks I do, but I really don't. Uh, Guys, you know how that is. Are you watching football again? Well, I've only watched two games this week. So, you know, but I, I enjoy watching a lot of college football on Saturdays. But you know, one thing I've noticed, there are unique people on a football team. Their job is to receive. Okay? You might hand off to a running back or they throw the ball down the field. And there are guys who are called receivers. And their job is to go to a designated place, turn, and get ready to receive because the quarterback's going to throw them the ball. Now, I want to use this this morning because I think sometimes in life, we're like the beggar. We get so caught up. We get so busy looking in all directions that we fail to realize God's about to throw you the ball. But you need to be ready to receive it. Now, Zach, I asked Zach to help me this morning, so Zach's going to throw me the ball. Now, you, you think I couldn't catch it. This is an illustration. That's how a lot of us live. God's throwing us stuff, and we're sitting here, when are you going to do something, God? When are you going to do something? God said, I, I, I'm trying to get it to you. I'm trying to get it to you. And, you know, what, let, let me... Thank you, Zach. Hold on to that for a few minutes. But here's something else interesting. I've heard it said that, if, if you'll notice, when receivers are running down the field and they're getting ready to receive the pass, there's a, what they call defensive backs who are trying to keep them from receiving. They're just as fast. Their bodies are just as quick, just as strong. They are just as talented as those receivers. The difference is receivers have better hands. So the guys who don't have good hands, who don't know how to receive and catch the football, they put them on defense to try to stop the other guys. So here we are, the receiver's running down the field. And as soon as he makes his cut, he turns and looks at the quarterback because he wants to receive the ball that's coming to him. But a lot of us Christians, we live our lives, we live our lives just like this. Because we're not ready to receive. Now, how many have enjoyed the introduction this morning? Okay? Now, let's get, let's get into the message. Real quickly, I've got very few minutes to do this, but I am fast. Three things we need to get ready to receive. Number one, we need to be ready to receive what God is saying to us. In this building today, God is speaking to people. The last five, ten minutes as I've given you this introduction, God's speaking to some people here today saying, pay attention, I have something for you. But we need to hear, number one, we need to hear what God is saying to us from his word. You know, in in Matthew 13, Jesus gives us the parable of the sower. And basically, it's a story about why people grow and why people don't grow. Why the word works in some people's lives because they receive it. And in other lives, they don't know how to receive it. And the word doesn't work in their life. And in this story, in the middle of it, Jesus goes back and quotes the Old Testament. And he quotes from Isaiah. And here's what he says. Jesus says... It is so true of this generation that you hear, but you don't really understand what's being said. You see things, but you don't perceive the greatness of what God is trying to do. Because our hearts are so hardened and we're so distracted by so many things that we don't understand. God's trying to get something to us. And the first thing God's trying to get to to us is his word. 
Now, let, let, me, let me bring this really down to home, okay? I don't want to offend anybody, but if I step on somebody's toes, it'll be okay, all right? There are a lot of distractions that can keep us from hearing what God's trying to say. I'll give you an illustration of this. During this service today, many of you will be distracted by people moving around in front of you. Isn't that right, Johnny? Here's Johnny as Johnny walks out the door over there. I got to pick on Johnny for a moment. You see, somebody gets up and they move around. And what do you do? You look at them. You see what's going on. Wonder where they're going. The first thing you know, you just miss seven things the pastor said. But it's human nature. When things move, they distract us. They get our attention. Last Sunday morning in one of our services, we had a family sitting down front, and they ran in and out of service three or four times right in the middle of the message. And I'm sitting there thinking, man, what is wrong with you people? Why don't you just sit down and be still for a while? And, of course, I'm a pastor. I understand the, the weight of what's going on here. But the point is this. I know sometimes especially when you get to my age, sometimes when you got to go, you got to go. So when you got to go, you got to run to the back, you know? But five times the service is a little much. Can I get one amen there? Yeah. But it, because there's distractions that keep us from hearing what God's trying to say. And, and I think every now and then we need to come to church and say, you know what? I'm going to shut out everything else. I'm not going to let people distract me because I want to hear what God is saying today because God has something for me. God wants you to hear his word today. Number two, the second thing, God wants us to be ready to receive from the Holy Spirit. You know, after Jesus went to the cross, he resurrected on the third day. And when he was raised from the dead, he went and appeared to his disciples. And he just kind of, they're in this house all locked up. And Jesus kind of walked through the wall and just showed up, you know. He's there in the midst and says, okay, here's the wounds. It's me. I want you to know it's really me. But then it says he breathed on them or breathed out and said, receive the Holy Spirit. Receive, take the Holy Spirit that I'm extending to you. Let the Spirit work in your life. Now, we know this is speaking of regeneration first, but Jesus is making a statement. You need to prepare yourself, get ready to receive the work of the Spirit of God. In his teachings, Jesus had said that the Holy Spirit would bring us into relationship with God as his children. The Holy Spirit will comfort us when we're hurting. He will encourage us when we're discouraged. He will strengthen us when we're weak. He'll bring us truth when we're confused. He'll bring us wisdom when we're not sure what to do. And he'll give us direction for our footsteps to know how to follow him and see him work in our lives. But we need every day to be open and ready to receive what the Holy Spirit's trying to do in our lives. I don't want to shut him out. I want to keep my heart open to receive from the Holy Spirit. Third thing, and, and I, I could do a long sermon on this, but as I promise you, I'm going to be finished here in about two minutes. Third thing, one of my favorite verses, Mark eleven twenty four. Jesus said, therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, Believe that you receive them, that you will take them, and you will have them. Number three, we need to be ready to receive what we've been praying for. What are you praying for? And the worship team is going to begin to come out and get in place because we're going to worship God with one more song in just a moment. But I want to ask you, what have you been praying for? 
What's in the back of your mind that you think, wow, that's a big one. I wish God would, but I don't know that God will. What is it? What is it you're praying for? What is it you're asking God to do? This passage of scripture, Jesus gave us some keys. We ask, we ask. When you pray, you need to ask for the things that you need that you can't provide for yourself. Number two, you need to believe that God's going to answer that prayer. And then you need to prepare those areas of your life for God to answer so that you can receive what he's about to send to you. Ask, believe, receive. You see, to believe is to have faith. To believe is to get my hands ready to receive. You see, receiving is easy when my hands are prepared. If I'm ready and I'm looking for it, it's easy to receive what God has for me. So I want to ask you today, whatever you're praying for, whatever you're believing for, get focused on God. Give Him your attention. Believe Him today to speak into your life, for His Spirit to do a new work. His Spirit comes to work for us, in us, and through us. And then for God to answer your prayers, get ready to receive from God. Stand to your feet this morning, if you would. I want to pray a quick prayer, and then we're going to sing a song of worship and praise to God that will prepare our hearts. And as we sing this song, I want you to pray it in faith, sing it in faith. God, I'm ready to receive. Father, in Jesus' name, today, we want to be ready to receive from you. So we get our hands out of our pockets. We set aside all the challenges and distractions of life. We focus on you, and we are ready to receive from your word, from your spirit, and answered prayers. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's worship God together today.
like this is a holy moment and we've had a lot of fun throwing a football around but we need to lay all that aside for a moment and look to heaven and say God I receive what you have for me today would you do that right now say God I receive I receive what you've been asking for just go ahead and tell him I receive that today in Jesus name healing deliverance provision peace release whatever it is I receive it in Jesus name Jesus name I receive today I receive I receive in Jesus name I receive in this holy moment there, there very well could be some people in this building and those watching online you've listened to this and you thought man I, I wish I had God to get involved in my life you can have him involved but maybe you've never made Jesus Christ your, your savior and maybe you've never made him the Lord of your life you're saying, what do I do? How do I get God involved? It begins with words, with a prayer, an invitation saying, God, I need your help. I want to pray that prayer, and I'm just going to ask you to tie your words, your faith around this prayer. And let these words just echo in your heart and just rise up to heaven. Let God work in your life. Let's pray this. Father, I need you today. God, I ask you to come into my life. I need your help. Forgive me of my sin and all the things I've done to walk away from your love. But today I come home to you. I pray that Jesus would become my Savior, that he would wash away all my sin. I ask that Jesus could become the Lord of my life, that you would begin to teach me your ways so I can walk with you and follow you all the days of my life into eternity. And from this moment forward, as I learn your ways, I call you my Father. And I'll be your child. Thank you for calling me and receiving me today. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, or if you're the prodigal who just decided to come home, God heard that prayer. But this is not the end of the journey. This is just the beginning. So we want to help you start your journey with God. We've got a little booklet, a little tool we want to give you. It's called The Next Seven Days. It's just simple reading for you to understand a little bit about what God wants to do in your life. We want to give it to you. So when service is over, there's two ways you can get it. We'll have prayer teams here at the front of the building. They're just everyday people like you and me. They're here to pray with anyone for any need. 
Just walk up to one of these teams and say, can I get the booklet? If you want to talk, great. If you want prayer, great. If you just want to get it and go, that's fine. We want to get you started walking with God. If you're in a big rush today, out in our lobby, right in the middle of the glass doors where you exit, you'll see a screen that says the next seven days. You can stop there and ask for the booklet. There'll be someone there who'd love to put it in your hand. Get you started walking with God. And everybody in this room wants to say welcome to the family of God. We're so glad you're a part of us today. Now, we are, we are 30 seconds late. That's pretty good for a short sermon, huh? I want you to leave this place today with your hands out, ready to receive what God has for you. Live this week ready to receive, ready to receive what, what you've been asking for. God's big. Hey, I love you guys. Give me some house lights. I want to look at these beautiful faces one more time. We love you and appreciate you. We want you to have a great week. We'll see you next Sunday. God bless you.